we got back from Ireland, our friend Sam had been looking after Percy. And Percy loves Sam. Like, mm. she was literally fine. Sam was like, Percy was so good the whole time. Like, she was, like, really sweet. Um, she was, like, really affectionate, which is super rare. We get back. We come in through the door. She's meowing at us at, like, top volume. Like, really having a go. Yeah. Like, I can't believe you left me. How dare you? I thought you were never coming back. And then she ran into our room, got on our bed and peed. <gasps> she pees in protest. She, she really, really does. She pees in protest. And I was like, excellent. I have to immediately yeah. get my bags and change the sheets. Thank you so much. That's, that's great. Yeah. Did you get it fast enough that it didn't get to the mattress? Uh, no, we had to spray and flip the mattress. Oh. Really and now we're on the side that's just like too springy. Yes. And I just, uh, yeah, honestly, we just were like, it's it's good to be home. <laughs> Welcome back. Here's... Thanks so much. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Yeah, Maude, for a while, like, I think it was when I, we first moved here. Almost any house, but Maude gets, like, anxious, and that's her, her spot to pee when she's nervous. It's just right on the bed, soft and whatever. Yeah. And it's truly, like, so frustrating. It's so inconvenient. It's so hard to clean pee out of mattress. Yeah. It's it's so hard it's to clean. So hard. And I tried every trick. Like I at one point I even did like this whole you like take baking soda, you bring the mattress outside and you like get it wet and then cover it in baking soda and let it sit in the sun and then like I like really did all the pulled out all the, the stops. Trick. And it's yeah. still you're like I still feel like you can smell it. Like it's so hard yeah. to get out. I feel like the the one the difference with us is probably that like we have quite a lot of layers on our bed because yeah. it's so much colder here. Yeah. So like I wonder if like because our duvet is quite thick and yeah. Do you guys have duvets? I feel like maybe yeah okay yeah. So like that's so like it it wasn't it didn't seep in that's too good. much. Yeah. But it touched. It it touched. Yeah. yeah it touched. Well, because it probably like, be she would do it and I wouldn't realize it. So it would like soak through and then I'd find it and be like, cool. How long, like, was this this morning? I don't know. Just like seeping in. Yeah. Getting into those fibers. Like really soaking through. Yeah. (laughs) Like just marinating the mattress and like hot cat pee. so much, Maud. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You you were away as well. How I was. I was up in um, the upper peninsula of Michigan, um, which is very beautiful i was in a little town called i was in lorium um which is technically it's not even a town it's a village um so it's teeny tiny super wow. old mining town they used to do copper mining um very like classic fall looking like like when you think of like a little town on a lake and the leaves are turning that's there like that's what you're yeah. picturing you didn't know it but you're picturing like michigan um <laughs> so i believe you yeah thank you um and it was lovely and i went to my friend Paige's wedding um and it was a wonderful wedding also i got to see her dog lewis who was the one we used to call crumbs uncle because he was around Crumb since he was a little baby. And it's so good to yeah. see him. And he, the moment I walked in, he was so excited to see me. Like, instantly. really? Yeah, it was so cute. Oh, he remembers you. Yeah. <laughs> so cute. Yeah. 
And like, he's a very sweet dog in general, but he specifically like kept coming up to me like, ah, you're here. And I was like, I know, yeah. buddy. And it was so cute. That's so sweet. Um, How were the, where were the pets? How were the pets when you were away? Like, pets were good. Deal? The pets were split between two friends. So like we, they went to, the dogs went to our friend Claire and Tucker's house for a couple days and then they brought them back. And our friend, uh, friends Joe and Brooke came and watched them <laughs> at the house. Ooh. So Ooh. it was a little, a little tricky, but it was great. Everyone said they were totally fine, which is like, such a relief. I'm always like, were they were they crazy? Was it horrible? And everybody's like, no, I loved it. They're so cuddly and sweet. And oh, I, you know, so that was nice. That's so sweet. Yeah. And who was looking after the cat? Um, Joe and Brooke, when they were here, watched them. And then we had a friend come and check on them like once a day when we were gone. Yeah. So they're easy. Cool. They were chill. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Oh, that's good. Yeah. It's yeah. always like a little bit like nerve wracking. It is. You? And you leave them yeah you know, so. and it's like um especially because we had like it had to be split between people there's like yeah always this fear of like what if they get locked out and the dogs are tra- i don't know like the yeah yeah pets yeah are trapped. totally but it didn't happen it was fine yeah that's fine when we go away next we're taking percy to the cat hotel oh, yeah. we've had to we love the cat hotel because they're so it's just such peace of mind like mm-hmm. you're just like i know where she is I know she's with like experts who handle her tantrums really well. Like they find her hilarious. Like, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, we've just had to really book it in advance now because it's it's people with children. Okay, listen, I've nothing I've nothing against children. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But when people have children, they know all of their dates for the year so far in advance because of like <laughs> schools and stuff so stuff gets booked up so quickly and it, it it's just become like a really convenient yeah so we had to really book that early but yeah she's going to the cat hotel oh she um she got her vaccination <gasps> at the vet <sighs> at the vet <laughs> so if you have been listening to this podcast for a little while, you know that Stephanie hates the vet. Mm-hmm. She hates the vet so much. And like, just immediately, like as we walk in, is just like making the like motor noise in her throat. They're like, <laughs> like so angry. <laughs> and then all the vets keep coming up to her being like, you're so beautiful. And then she's like, <laughs> and they're like, oh, okay, gosh. <laughs> And the vet that we had this time thought she was just, it was, she just thought she was hilarious. She was like, oh my God, we've got a spicy one, don't we? I was like, we really do. And they, um, they basically couldn't even get her out of her bag this time. And so had to put the needle through the mesh of her bag and vaccinate her through her no bag. No way. Yes. That's, I didn't even yeah. know that was an option. Needs must. <laughs> So, wow, that's, that's what happened. And I was just so, it's like having the naughty kid at school where yes. you get like called in and they're like, oh yeah, they got in trouble for fighting again. And you're so mortified. <laughs> I was just like, you're so embarrassing. Oh, so, she really hates it. Hates it. And then you've got other cats that are just like perfectly lovely. And I'm just like, you're showing me up. Yeah, yeah she absolutely hates it. Oh my God. Uh, also, yeah. I mean, to, in her defense, though, it's like they do just like poke her with needles and 
Yeah, it is true. Like, yeah, it's the place where she goes to get hurt by things. Yes. So So, I do understand. And now even this time she was like, I was in my little safe zone and I still got poked. Yeah. Yeah, So, you know. Honestly. But what I'm just like, you're so dramatic because it's like, it's literally two seconds and then it's over. Yeah. Like, you you need to chill. Like it, it's really fine, <laughs> but she doesn't see it that way. She's just like angry and afraid. I guess. And also, you but. would like you probably get like treats and nice things if you were nicer. Yeah. Instead of just sure. like having to be like heavily sedated and vicious. Oh, that's the other thing. Like we gave her the sedatives, and again, like I I say this to them every time. Every time I go in beforehand, I'm like, listen, she's a Bengal. She's seven kilos. Yeah. She's an angry girl. Give me the good stuff. Like, give me the strong drugs. And every time they're like, yeah, 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 sure, 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 sure. And every time it doesn't work. And I'm like, you didn't give me the strong stuff. And then the vet is always like, oh, there is something stronger than this. And I'm like, what's that? I told you. I know my cat. Okay, I know my child. I'm her mother. Give me the good stuff. She needs to be like knocked out. Drug her. Drug her. But then it's like she gets home and... I guess the adrenaline recedes and the drugs kick in and then she's the sleepiest, <laughs> cuddliest cat all day. She just wants to be like on my lap. Yeah, like, of course. Lolling about like so, so high. <laughs> but, but when it actually counts, literally doesn't make a difference. No, of course not. So, yeah. Um, it's Halloween week. It is. Uh, and we have not got enough costumes pets in costumes so send them um yeah because i want to try and get a fun judge for these but right now i don't have enough and everybody's a winner currently which is fun (laughs) but but yeah we need we need some more um also like i cannot get persephone into a costume so (laughs) yes and i have tried she was furious. Yes. So we need we to need make up for the fact that yeah, um, exactly. I did dress up uh for for those of you that are Twin Peaks fans. Um for Halloween I was Nadine in the prom dress with her eye patch. Grant was big ad when he's in disguise, so he had like the western shirt on and the fake wig and the fake mustache. And Crumb was Log Lady, and Cricket was an owl. Um, so it was a g- great time. Niche, but the people that got it lost their minds. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really all I really good. want in a in a Halloween costume. For sure, no, that um, was that was so good. Yeah, I really wanted because I was Ariel. Yes, and I really, really wanted um, to make Percy Sebastian. <laughs> And it just was never gonna happen. No, it wasn't. Basically, it was never gonna happen. Oh, but it'd be so at cute. All. What it was Michael? Been so cute. Oh my god, Michael didn't dress up this year. What do you mean? I know. I gave him so much flack for this um, because we went out, and it was it's been his thirtieth birthday, so we went out. Yeah, we were going out to a club, and he was like, "Well, I don't know, like what." I don't want people, he basically didn't want people to feel like pressured to dress up, which I'm, I'm like, no, make them feel yeah, pressured to dress up. That's it, the Halloween, Halloween pressure. Yeah. So he was like, I'm just going to wear like, uh, just kind of go vaguely goth looking. You mm. do the costume and then the, the, you know, people will be somewhere between. 
So, <laughs> you know, some of us were in costumes, some of us weren't, which was fine. But I was just like, I mean, he could have minimum been thing. Eric. That's just like a white shirt. It's so easy. <laughs> it's so easy. Like, it'd be so, so easy. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I was happy with my costume. I love Halloween. It was, yeah, I saw it. It was really cute. I liked it a lot. Yeah, so. yeah it was fun. Also, um, some behind the scenes that Ella and I currently have basically exact same hair color. Yeah, it's so weird. How we didn't even plan it. We'll post a photo. Yeah. Completely not planned. Yeah. Just like us being I telepathically saw linked. Ella's and I was like, oh, that looks great. And then I like thought about it. I was like, wait, my hair is the exact same. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Because I for my costume, my the character has red hair. So I was like, oh, I'll, yeah. I'll tint it red. And it like took too well, to be honest. It looks so good. It looks cute, but it didn't come out how I thought it would come out. It just came out exactly like Ella's. Yeah. Uh, and also, yeah, so. for my costume, the character also had red hair. So <laughs> I was like, I'm going to do my hair red for Ariel. <laughs> it just, yeah, amazing. Um, yeah, so. Um, Love that for us. So happy Halloween and send us your pets in costumes. Um, maybe there will be a prize. I don't know. <laughs> I would love that. Depends if people submit. Yeah. So get tell your friends. Um it won't it won't be a big prize. Don't get don't be crazy. I'm <laughs> we're starving artists. Um <laughs> We really are. Like cost of living is is a joke at the moment. Yeah. We both live in some of the most expensive cities in the world to live in and we're trying to do art. I don't yeah, know. I know. Doing. I yeah, I I yeah. I do look at my friends doing finance things and think, uh, huh. Huh. I I chose this. <laughs> Interesting. You're going on vacation again? Okay. I know. Very They're always going away. <laughs> They're always on a beach. They're always on a beach. And I'm like, yeah. It must be nice while I put on my sick blanket. <laughs> Freezing October in England. Typing so my little book. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Um, um but yeah, send in your pictures. It doesn't have to be your pet, it could be a friend's pet, it could be a friend of a friend's pet. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to know. No. <laughs> and don't tell us. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to chat. Um, this week, we are... Ella has some, some deer. Some deer... I do. Info? I have, I have so... I have so much deer info. <laughs> um, yeah, I went to Richmond Park. Yeah. Which is a deer park. Uh, just on the outskirts of London. And it's amazing. And I learned a lot about deer when I was there. Fantastic. So I'm going to be sharing some deer stuff. Some deer info. I am going to do a little um, animals and art segment about the dogs playing poker painting. Very famous one. Yes. Um, a, lot of, a lot of hot goss on that painting. <laughs> and then uh, we have a ready pet go from Jax and Maury. Ella. What do you call an eyeless deer? Oh, I know this one. A no idea. <laughs> no idea. Um, what what's a buck's least favorite sandwich bread? I don't know. Sourdough. <laughs> I wish this was the whole segment. <laughs> I know that's so stupid. They make me so happy. I have a couple more. Okay, great, great. How do you let a deer know you like her? How? You fawn over her. 
Um, oh, okay, hold on. And then there is, I have so many of these. Oh, good. Um, um, what, what did the deer say when he left the hairdressers? What? I feel like a million bucks. Oh, really good. <laughs> Classic. Right, so... So many good deer jokes. <laughs> like, literally <laughs> delightful. Um, so, yes, I went to the deer park in Richmond. We had a great time. Um, I want you to know that Ellen we, is crying from telling those jokes. I'm literally crying from the deer jokes. I love stupid dad jokes. They make me so happy. Um, okay. So, yes. deer. Yes. So, I went to Richmond Deer Park, and because it's October, it's mating season. Mm. So often um, when you go to Richmond Park, you might not see any deer, like depending on the time of year, sometimes they're further into the kind of shrubbery or in amongst the trees. They were everywhere. They, we got so close. There were so many. You couldn't swing a cat without seeing a deer. Like I turned, it was like deer. And then wow. I turned, there was another deer. It was amazing. Um, particularly cool to see and one of the rangers, the park rangers, was like explaining it to us. Mm-hmm. Um, so generally speaking, a buck is a younger male deer and a stag is a fully grown, mature male deer. So at this time of year, you get a lot of competition between the stags. And it was so interesting because each stag would be guarding his little like group of does. And it was like a little harem situation. And he was like, yeah, these are going to be my baby mamas for the next season. But then another stag would come up and try and challenge the stag. And the stag that was guarding the does would basically either be like, I am a lot bigger than you. And he would make this like lowing noise. And because of the size, you know, the, the lowing noise would be really bassy and deep and loud. And then the smaller stag would be like, oh, yeah, you're right. You are. I can't take you, peace. And would like run off. Mm. Sometimes, though, when the stags were kind of similar in size, they would start to square up to each other. And it was wild to see. So we saw a few stag scraps where they were properly like coming at each other, locking horns. It was amazing. They are so big and like majestic. Yeah. And like the ranger was saying to us, you know, generally speaking, they are not bothered by humans. They're so used to us. But if you get between a stag and another stag yeah. and they're going to fight, they don't see you. Get out of the way. Because <laughs> yeah. like you you will end up impaled yeah. on a horn. Like for real. Wow. Um, so that was wild. But what was also wild was we're walking through the deer park and the London Chihuahua group are having a meetup at the deer park. <laughs> So, and like, in fairness to them, like, the part of the deer park they were at is not the part that the deer normally are at. Like, it was so close to the entrance that I think they were shocked as well. So at one point, you know, there's just like a group of people from London with maybe 15 chihuahuas all running around. I will post videos because I got them. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was very cute. <laughs> yeah. Just like so many little dogs, like, excited to meet each other. And then suddenly we were just surrounded by like 30 deer. Wow. And, and like the, chi- the chihuahuas were getting like quite close to the stags. And so there was a little bit of like stags and chihuahuas. And you could tell that like the stags weren't aggressive because I guess they were like, this chihuahua really isn't worth yeah. 
I mean, the expending of my energy, like what, what can you do? Yeah. But they were sort of treating it like, like mature, dignified adults trying to have a serious conversation while like a toddler is screaming for attention. Like that was the dynamic that I, I, I would describe. So they were just kind of, the deer would just kind of keep looking at the chihuahuas and they would make a little noise and move away. And they kind of flick their feet, but not in an aggressive way, more just like a <laughs> shooing off. Yeah. It was wild, but it was just so surreal to see like a meetup of chihuahuas and then literally like a meter away. Yes. Three like grown stags, they like just chilling. are really opposite creatures. Could like... not be more distinct. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like so different. For two. It was Yeah. Animals wild. Are, you're allowed to be in close proximity to extremely different vibe like. yeah totally <laughs> for sure um but i thought when i was chatting to this ranger she was giving us like the history of the deer park which yeah. i just thought was really interesting so it is a royal park mm-hmm. so it's technically owned by the crown but like you know what does that mean <laughs> um but basically in the old days old old days as in like pre the reformation so before um so before charles the first was decapitated mm-hmm. and oliver cromwell took over so we're talking like, when did Charles I get to have the 1600s? So yeah, like 15th century, basically. Um, it was a really popular park for hunting, for deer hunting um, amongst the royal families. Um, and it was Charles I, right before Oliver Cromwell came and chopped off his head, that put the wall around the deer park because it used to be, oh. uh, it used to have, it was, it, was, it was supposed to be a public park. Right. And then Charles I was like, no, commoners, stay off my land. <laughs> Um, and then, but in a way, it's kind of a good thing that he did that. One of the few good things that mm-hmm. the monarchy has done, um, because, you know, obviously London has expanded so much and it's become so built that if it hadn't been a protected royal park, it wouldn't be there anymore because in the 1500s, Richmond wasn't London at all. Like it was the depths of Surrey. It was very much like outside of the city. Um, but obviously yeah, London has expanded. So now it is really London. Yeah. Um, or at least it's, you know, the suburbs. Um, so b- because the park is protected, we still have it. So that's a good thing. But yeah, there is still deer there. Um, they've played a huge role in Richmond Park's history. They're the largest, red deer are the largest land mammal native to the British Isles. Um, and yeah, they're, they're just so stunning to look at. Like, they're, yeah, they're just so beautiful. Yeah. Um, but there's also several herds of fallow deer, um, which are my personal favourite, I think. Um, they're smaller and they're the ones with like the spotty coats. And yes. they're just very pretty. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're really pretty. Um, so all male deer have antlers which start growing in the spring and they shed um, normally around the edge, ed- end of winter. Um, antlers are made of uh, a keratinous material, a lot like bone, mm-hmm. and they grow almost three centimeters every day, which is crazy. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot. Um, yeah. And then they're. Uh, antlers are covered in velvet um which is also really cool um and then it gets rubbed off by the male once uh the kind of it's fully grown in time for the rut in september which is when they have to they, they need their uh, antlers to be really uh strong to fight off other deer um if anyone's wondering what they eat they are herbivores mm-hmm. so they eat grass shoots leaves um sweet chestnuts horse chestnuts um where if you go you're not allowed if you go to richmond park you're not allowed to take home conkers um which i mean i love a good conquer le- conquer collection but you're not allowed to do that because uh the deer eat them and it's a really big part of oh the diet. fascinating yeah okay. 
And it's a really important part of building up uh, fat for the winter. So they, they need their conkers. Nobody take them. Yeah. It's also unsurprisingly illegal to be the deer in Richmond Park. Right. Um, risky, um, you know, for both parties. Yeah. Um, so during the rut, which is mating season, so around now, which is when we were there, um, the the stags and the bucks compete with the females. Um, and yeah, we it, it, it was just amazing to see them so active. Um, you know, male deer are, I don't think I've ever, like in the past when I've been to Richmond Park, I think you see a couple of stags maybe. Yeah. And we saw so many because they were just out out looking for the next the next squeeze. Um, and they were all pumped full of testosterone. And they were huge. Yes. Um, apparently they can weigh up to 20, 200 kilograms and can reach speeds of up to 30 miles an hour. Wow. Yeah, wild. Um, and yeah, there were a couple of moments where we were walking through the long grass and we took, you know, we were just... You know, me and Michael strolling along, having a chat. And then you come really suddenly upon a stag lying down. Whoa. And you're just really like, we're all good. <laughs> Not here to hurt you. Yeah. I'm just going to back slowly away. Um, So, yeah, we got some excellent photos. I, I will post them. Yes. And then, yeah, so hopefully now there are lots of does who are pregnant. Um, And then in birthing season, which is the springtime, um, more than 200 deer are born a year in Richmond Park, which is really cool. Um, but every year, dogs and foxes do kill baby deer, um, mm-hmm. which is sad. Um, so, and on, yeah, obviously during that time as well, female dogs are very, female deer are very defensive of their, of their newborns. So if you're going autumn or you're going in spring, you're, you just have to be kind of extra vigilant, basically. Um so yeah, I mean we had the best time. Um they are amazing. Yeah. To look at. Um it, it yeah, it was just so so cool. Um big big dear fan. Yeah. It made me want to watch Bambi Ugh, despite yes. you know it being really sad. Um I guess I will bring this up because I was telling Ella, but kind of have when I was in Michigan, truly the opposite story. Um mm, but unfortunately we were, I was driving in one car and a friends were in a truck in front of us and they hit a, a deer and it was very sad. Um, and it passed, but we had, I just had Grant send it to me. Um, we had, we used chat GPT to create a version of like the, um, passage that you read from the Tibetan book of the dead when someone is passing away, but we had it change it for, a deer mm. um and i kind of want to read it because it's really beautiful um yeah read it okay <clears throat> in the vastness of nature's embrace may this gentle doe find peace and serenity graceful spirit of the forest now free from the mortal realm awaken to the clear light of timeless truth as you traverse the bardo of transition may you be guided by the benevolent forces of the universe may the memories of your life as a deer swift and serene lead you to tranquil pastures in the next realm. In the dance of existence, where life meets death, may the guardians of the bardo recognize your pure essence. May they guide you with compassion, understanding the fragility of life's cycle. May the wind whisper tales of your graceful leaps and the earth remember your gentle footprints. Journey on, dear doe, into the embrace of the cosmos, finding your place amidst the stars, forever free and at peace. 
God. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's really beautiful. I cool? <laughs> we read that around the fire um, oh. that night, and we were just all just kind of crying. Oh my God, gentle spirit of the forest. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, it's emotional. I know. And it, like, I don't know, it's one of those instances where you're like, yeah, I mean, artificial intelligence is complicated, but this is such a beautiful use of it. Yeah, that is a really beautiful use. And I was like, thank you. Um, That's so lovely. Isn't it beautiful? Um, I love when it calls it dear doe. Yeah. That's lovely. Um, Yeah. Yeah, dear, dear amazing. amazing. Deers are also considered messengers to the gods in Shinto. So there's a shrine in Hiroshima, um, uh, like, dedicated to To deer. deer. Oh, I actually know what you're talking about. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, there's like a, yeah, the Itsukushima shrine. Yeah. Um, And there are deer in that as well. And, yeah, they're seen as divine messengers. Because, yeah, they have those, like, big knowing eyes. That is just like... I don't know. They there's something very magical about them. For sure. Yeah. I feel like in a lot, you know, as with a lot of creatures, um there are overlaps, cultural overlaps, you know, regarding what they kind of represent mm-hmm. and a lot of it is to do with them being messengers because they're so swift and agile and um yeah, I think that that that's um it's a real testament to to their grace Definitely. and beauty. Definitely. So yeah, love a deer. I love, I love them. them. Maybe um, we'll do another deer episode in spring. I'll go back and Ooh. I'll go back for birthing season oh and see God, all the babies. The babies. Can... <gasps> oh, the babies. Yeah. So cute little baby bambies. Yeah. I'm Jordan Cruciola, host of Feeling Seen, where we start by asking our guests just one question. What movie character made you feel seen? I knew exactly what it was. Clementine from Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Joy Wang slash Jobutupaki. That one question launches amazing conversations about their lives, the movies they love, and about the past, present, and future of entertainment. Roy in uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I worry about what this might say about me, but I've brought Tracy Flick in the film Election. So if you like movies, diverse perspectives, and great conversations, check us out. Oof, this is real. New episodes of Feeling Seen drop every week on MaximumFun.org. Oh my gosh, hi, it's me, Dave Holmes, host of the pop culture game show Troubled Waters. On Troubled Waters, we play a whole host of games, like one where I describe a show using Limerick, and our guests have to figure out what it is. Let's do one right now. What show am I talking about? This podcast has game after game, and brilliant guests who come play you. The host is named Dave. It could be your fave. So try it. Life won't be the same. Uh, a big business starring Bette Midler and Lily Tomlin. Close, but no. Oh, is it Troubled Waters, the pop culture quiz show with all your favorite comedians? Yes. Troubled Waters is the answer. To this question and all of my life's problems. Now, legally, we actually can't guarantee that. But you can find it on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you, when you, when I say dogs playing poker? Yes. Do you know the painting I'm talking about? Of course. Yeah. Great. Immediately. Extremely yeah, famous. So um, famous. Iconic. It was done mm. by Cassius Marcellus Coolidge. 
Oh. Um, and what's interesting, like it, I'll I'll get into like the history of it, but just in general, this painting itself kind of, uh opens the dialogue of like the way we talk about art and what is art and what doesn't count as art um in a way that i i was surprised by because still to this day this extremely famous like iconic painting is sort of is made fun of mm. um so it was done in 1903 um and uh coolidge right yeah coolidge uh had like this was sort of his first foray into into painting before that in his 20s. He had tried to be a banker. He had tried to be a pharmacist. Um, and then finally was like, I guess I'll try art, which is always such a funny like. It's always interesting when it's not someone's first thing and they're like, my yeah. other ventures didn't work. I'll try art. Why would that be a money thing? Um, but so he painted a this <laughs> this scene. Um, and it was picked up by a tobacco company and they commissioned him to do, I think, like 20 more. So there's actually wow. a whole series of dogs doing different things as a promotion for the cigar company. Um, and he's kind of considered the like one of the first people to ever do art considered kitsch. Um, kind of like joking, like, you know, silly art that isn't taken very seriously. He also yeah, self-aware. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And uh, he also is credited with, um, you know, those little cutouts at like fairs and things where it's like you put your face in the yeah. cutout. So apparently he is credited with starting those. No way. They're called comic foregrounds. And he is one of the first ones to really like start them. Um, That's so, I would never have made that connection right? between yeah. the dogs playing poker. No, same artist. Yeah. Um, but so he, okay, this story was the thing that made me go, oh, wow, it's not considered, to this day, it kind of isn't considered fine art, but I beg to differ, but here. Okay, so in 2002, William Hennessy, the director of the Chrysler Museum of Art in Virginia, released a press release claiming he was trying to acquire the series of oil on canvas paintings universally known as dogs playing poker. The press release turned out to be a prank, and apparently the idea of hanging such a thing in a museum was an art historian's idea of a hilarious joke. Wow. And that's pretty, re like, 2002. And it's just, yeah. like, now, I think recently they're selling for, you know, worth thousands and thousands of dollars and, like, are getting more um, acclaim. Yeah. Yeah. But I was just thinking, like, what a fascinating thing to, like, I, I think it it's still this idea that something that is humorous doesn't uh, shouldn't be included in the fine arts. Mm, mm. And that comedy itself isn't, you know, a fine art. And Basically. I think it's so interesting when you look at the painting itself and knowing that it's like, OK, this is 1903, like the composition itself and the use of paint and like light is actually really beautifully done yeah and especially the Literally. the iconic one that we like the most famous one is called a friend in need actually and it's the one where the two dogs in the foreground are like he's passing his friend a card under the table yeah um and it's been parodied in movies like this this scene is iconic and to the point where it's like in terms of staging 
you're either like in film, I feel like if people are around a table, you're either referencing like The Last Supper or this. Yeah, yeah, like, totally. And it's totally so totally. Weird. I wonder how long. He like it's like he made the first meme. Yes. Yes. You know, like he made the first meme and no one's giving him credit for it. Yes. Until now, where we have more of an appreciation of that kind of almost like self-referential humor. Yes, we're and like, we're like, this is brilliant. Oh, okay, I see what you did. It's really brilliant. And we're yeah. Kind, yeah, kind of making fun of the way, you know, it's like it's making fun of humans, truly. And you, you yeah. know, you add these iconic dogs. And I was just thinking it too, that like, how long does it take for an artist to be recognized. It's like the thing, no artist is recognizing oh, their time. I know, but... I know, and I hate that so much. Like, because there are so many examples as well. Like, obviously, Van, oh, yeah, Van Gogh. Pronunciation, but Van, Van Gogh. Everyone says it differently depending on where you are I know. in the world. But yeah, I think it's meant to be like Van Gogh. Yeah. Like that. Like, there's a, yeah, but yeah. Um, Obviously, famously wasn't recognized in his own time and then only afterwards. And mm-hmm. Austin also wasn't really recognized in her time, only afterwards. No. I'd be so pissed. <sighs> I'm going to be so pissed <laughs> yeah. if I don't make it big in my life. And then when don't I die. Don't make me famous when I die. Are you kidding me? Don't make me famous Ugh. when I die. I can't benefit from that. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, there's no joy in that no. for me. <laughs> and it's just interesting. It's so rubbish. I just didn't realize that this was still kind of considered like you know just a kitsch art i mean you know it's sort of catching up but it's so famous that i was like surely that painting is in a museum and i think now yeah but up until very recently it was just still kind of a joke and like mocked in the art world when coolidge died in 1934 the obituary in the local paper read he painted many pictures of dogs and how coolidge himself remains all but unknown today, a noble, neglected pioneer in the proud 20th century tradition of animal art. Meanwhile, his paintings of dogs playing poker routinely go for five or six figures. Just a few years ago, one of the earliest installations of the series sold for $658,000 at Sotheby's. The auction catalog excerpted a 1973 article from American Heritage. Coolidge's poker face style is still engaging today. His details of expression, clothing, and furniture are precise. Uncannily, the earnest animals resemble people we all know. In other words, Sam from Cheers may have been right after all. Um, because mm. there's a famous Cheers thing where that's Sam from Cheers' favorite painting. And in the show, they make fun of him. And he says in it, every time I look at it, I see something new. Um, so I think it is becoming it's more appreciated. It's so good. Like, I'm looking at it it's now. It's good. Like, it's so, I love it. Like, it, it is that thing of the expressions on their faces. Like, Yeah. And just like, yeah, his obituary yeah. didn't say like, you know, one of the most iconic paintings of this century. It just says he painted many pictures of dogs. <sighs> they didn't know. It's such disrespect. It is. <laughs> it's such disrespect. So, you know, we just got to be careful of just because something's funny doesn't mean it's not fine art. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, totally. I love that painting. It's so good. Right, Ella, we have a ready pet go. This one is from Jax and Maury. Let me give the preamble. Um, Jax writes, hi, Ella and Alexis. I actually have three ready pet go submissions, but here's the first and to me most important one. Hopefully sometime soon, I will manage to wrangle my brain into the writing the others. Needless to say, I'm a huge animal lover and it always brightens my day listening to the podcast. Thanks for all you do. And I hope reading about these furry friends brings you as much joy as they bring me. All right. Ready, pet, go. 
Maury is my four-year-old all-black American long-hair cat. He has super funny gremlin feet that he refuses to let me trim and huge owl eyes that show just how surprised he constantly is. I got him as a kitten from my coworker when he was just a few weeks old. And now he's a certified ESA, harness and leash trained, and always reminds me to find peace when life gets chaotic. I can't really imagine my life without this little guy following me around. His hobbies include bird watching, screaming, using people as a springboard, and finding shoelaces to snack on. He also loves sitting on, not in, paper and plastic bags, pictured below. His arch nemesis is my parents' dog, Stella, and some of his nicknames are Bean, Black Bean, Sweet Pea, Bunny, Bun, Bud, BB, Suit, Sprite, Little Man, Mori Bori, The Void, and Young Prince. I love. It's so good. Oh my God. That's so good. An American long, like what, what is that? That is not something I'm familiar with. I think it literally. I think uh, literally just a black cat with really long hair. Is it? A, is it a long black cat? Yep. Yeah, long haired black yep. cat. Okay. Are there pictures? There were. Okay. Here's the thing. The pictures didn't go through in the email. So. Okay. Basically, you know, Jax, if you hear this first, otherwise I'll email you. But we got we we gotta see Maury. I need to see. It's really important. It's really important. Um. Yeah. But truly, you did a good job describing it. So. Yeah. I'm not too confused. Yeah, he's so sweet. I want to know about like um how like what does obviously like a leash trained cat Percy is technically a leash trained cat, but she she walks me right. like and and <laughs> and she does that for like maybe three minutes. Yeah. And then she's like, mm, no, I'm done. And then gets back in her bag. So I would just like to know like if you've been more successful, how you did it. Pass share the knowledge. Yes. Share the information. Yeah. And also, yeah, like is 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 Maury like healing on the leash because that is incredible yeah that's incredible simba doesn't even do that yeah that's so incredible yeah um thank you so much for sending that i can't wait till i get the um other two um (laughs) send them whenever if you have a ready pet go email it to us at comfortcreatures at maximumfun.org you can do it like this where we read it or you can record it yourself and send us the voice memo um what else join us on discord Mm -hmm. join us on instagram Mm -hmm. um just send us your thoughts we just like to hear from you yeah you know we accept any uh animal jokes oh yeah animal jokes love them yeah that should that's a new thing we need Mm -hmm. animal jokes along with animal trivia Mm -hmm. which we're really enjoying animal jokes animal jokes animal trivia Um, really anything you find poems we want them yeah yeah, po- animal poems also great. Yeah, because we love those. All right. Awesome. Um. Well, in the meantime, I've been Alexis B. Preston. I've been Ella McLeod. Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows. Supported directly by you.